Good evening, everyone, and welcome yet to another episode of STGC. It is Thursday, April 4th, 2021, uh, and uh, it's good to be here with everybody again. Um, this is this is like this is like my my healing for the week. Like like this this I have come to rely on this podcast and my my family of, of friends on this podcast uh, a great deal more than I had ever anticipated I would. Uh, and I'm I'm so happy to to be here with everybody, with all of you and everybody here in chat. We've already got a, a crowd in chat. Uh, good evening, everyone. And we got so second appearance for Cam on the podcast. This is this is Cam's this is Cam's Metal Gear Solid two for this podcast. Um, it, uh, uh, I would say Kingdom Hearts 2 more Kingdom Hearts 2 like yeah, yeah, yeah. are you, are you going to talk about shit no, nobody's going to be able to follow it it's just going to confuse everybody and no, reference I, like, <laughs> old tunes that no one's watched in like 80 years Here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the thing here's the thing about Kingdom Hearts like leading up to a certain like later much later in the series again you just play the games. I promise you, you'll understand like ninety to ninety-five percent of the story. Oh, you'll I agree understand. with you. There's... So, like, it's just like one of those things that, like, back in like Kingdom Hearts Two era, people just started making jokes that Kingdom Hearts was just like hard to follow just because it was Square Enix and Disney things. When and then people just took it as like, oh, this is fact, and it's like, no, it wasn't fact back then. There were three games. The stories were completely easy to understand. And then, like, <laughs> and then, like, once we got to like Dream Drop, things got a little crazy. But still, I still, in general, I think overall, Kingdom Hearts isn't that hard of a series to it's to understand. It's not. It's like like it's a meme at this point, right? Yeah, like, it's like just I a don't meme. understand like, Kingdom Hearts take it seriously, and I'm like, no, it's yeah. really not that hard to understand. Can we agree though that um, Christopher Lloyd is better suited to uh, to yeah. to Xehanort? Then, uh, like, I love Rutger Hauer, like, you know, rest in peace. But I, I feel like Christopher Lloyd is a better, a better fit. For I, that I character. think so. But I, but it's also like, how can you try and even copy Leonard Nimoy? He's just such a unique voice yeah. that, like, no, no, no one was going to be able to, like, even come even close to be like, oh, hold, hold up, close. hold up. I didn't know any of those people were involved. Oh, oh you Kingdom didn't know Hearts. this, dude. It's uh, casting a stacked. Yeah, then, I I like I knew about a lot of them, but not not those ones. Well, the chick Morianna's yeah. a squall. And yeah, that, that was the funniest casting in the fucking. Dude, oh, no, dude, Mina, Lamp, Mina Lamp Suvari was Aerith. I remember that. Mina Suvari from American Pie was Aerith. Yeah, uh, Lance Bass yeah. I knew was Sephiroth. Yeah, uh, and Lan Lance Bass I think is really like proud that he's the voice, like that he was the voice of <laughs> Sephiroth. Like, if you go on his Twitter right now. In his bio, he said it has Sephiroth. Like he actually that's, like <laughs> he played. That's amazing. He had like three lines really when Sephiroth was that. attacking. I know, I know, but he actually really cares about being the first like Sephiroth. I mean, he was, I mean? Like, he was he was he's the OG Sephiroth man. He is the original. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Brittany uh, in chat. Brittany's having a rough night, so I want to uh, ask everybody to throw some Brit sips in chat for Brittany. Um, everybody, Brit sip for Brit. Brit's it for Brit. Um, we love you, Brittany. Hope you're having a better night. We're gonna try to make you laugh. Um, no, but Cam, this is great, dude. And I want to point out uh, the the knuckles, uh, the knuckles plush in the background reminds me that yeah. uh, did did you see the uh, did anybody here see the picture of of knuckles and tails oh, yeah. in uh, yeah. in Sonic oh, Two? Yeah. I love the I love the props of them all. Wow, look at all those Brit sips. Everybody loves Brit. Um, I love the props of all of them rolled up. It's just these three multi. It's a blue ball, a yellow ball, and a red ball. And 
I, I'm like, it, like that uh, dude. This movie is going to be either terrible or it's going to be amazing. Like the first I, one was fine. One. I like the first one. I turned the first one off halfway through. I couldn't do it anymore. Wow. Matt, John, fuck you. You have you're no fun, man. <laughs> I couldn't, man. Like I just... no, no. You have no sense of like childlike wonder left in your in, in your soul if you turned it off. You have no heart if you turned it off halfway through. That was such a wonderful experience of a movie. It's not great, but it's such a nice time. It's fun. It's what do you fun. mean I have no it's, childlike? It, look, I have. Look at look at what's behind me. You want to say I don't have any childlike wonder? Like look at all the you, Final you Fantasy nerdy shit sun. behind me. Man, I I remember going to see that movie in theaters, and it came. That was the last movie I saw in theaters before the pandemic oh, hit. Man. And the one thing I remember was when the Sega logo came up in that Marvel style, someone next to me yelled, Yo, Kazuma Kiryu is in the fucking Sega logo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I'm home. I am home. <laughs> Here's the thing. There's only three types of Sonic people. People who unironically like Sonic, like me. There's people like who Sonic. ironically like Sonic. And then there's people that just fucking hate Sonic. There's I like no Sonic. I like so I like the games. I love the games. Like like I will I will take the fact that Sonic Colors is one of the best Sonic games to my fucking grave. Like, I, yeah, I, the, I never played any of the Wii Sonic games. That's oh, they're like great. My, uh, the, that, that's Lost my Rings. uh omission, which apparently Lost Rings is like by far the worst of the three on the Wii. So. Hands down, don't, hands down. Don't play that game. Played. Yeah. I, so, no, I got to. I got to. Sonic Colors is... You, so you're going to get your chance to play Sonic Colors, because that's apparently like the rumor is that's being remastered for, for Switch. Yeah. And so. I actually bought the Wii version, because I got a Wii U again for the virtual console. So I bought all the Sonic games. You know, if Nintendo would just bring that shit to Switch, you wouldn't have to do any of that. Nope. You know, that would be really nice. Um, so so we got a, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, and as always, we are going to start it off with what we've been playing. And if you guys don't mind... Mine's going to be fast. I'd like to go first um, yep. because I want to talk about the Super NT. Um, I was one of the lucky few, excuse me, who was able to grab one when they went back on sale. Like, I want to say what? The cam like two weeks ago? Um, yeah, like that. They finally restocked them. And the word is they will not be restocked again. That's what I've heard from a couple of wow. people. So. So, I mean, for all we know, this this may be it, right? Like, this may be it for the Super NT. Explain to people that might not know what the Super NT is, what it is. Oh, I'm going to. So, so I, I just want to throw out real quick that, uh, like, the reason, I, the reason I say this might be the last one is because Analog is known for very limited uh, reissues of their consoles and then kind of just 86ing them forever, saying this is the last run. Like, uh, the NT Noir, for example, just saw its last run. That's never coming back. Um, uh, the clear see-through shell uh, version of the Super NT is done now. That's done, so it's never coming back. The rumor is that this new that that this was the last run of Super NT. So we'll see. I hope not. Um, <laughs> but the Super NT is essentially it's not an emulation based system. It's FGPA and it runs everything from carts, like actual cart. There's no emulation here, and it runs everything from carts in 1080p at 60 frames a second on a on a flat screen television now if you've ever tried to hook up a super nintendo oh like an like or any or any older console like a playstation 2 or a gamecube or a super nintendo to a an hd flat panel television like it looks like ass like like it, you can do it it's possible to do it but it looks like fucking shit cj is not like he knows what i'm talking about 100 like, percent. Yeah. that's the only reason i have um a the, the snes mini yeah like i mean they they <laughs> look it. like they look like shit the Super NT is um, the Super NT does not have any analog output whatsoever. It's all HDMI, um, and it's running everything from that cart 
at 1080p 60 frames a second and and it, the it's extremely like the image itself is extremely customizable you can add scan you can like pare it down to 720p and add scan lines you can i mean there's literally tons of options you can you can use but i've been doing it um at uh at 16 19 at 1080p at 60 frames a second and of course the first game i played was final fantasy 6 because you know y'all know me and i literally it was so, it is the cleanest i have it is the cleanest i have ever seen this game and the opening scene where biggs and wedge and tara are walking to narsh through the snowfield in their magitech armor i i teared up a little bit because that is how I always imagine that. And I, I have never seen it like this. I have never seen any Super Nintendo game look this good. And I said on Twitter, and I'll say it here, you know, for years, the, the meme about me is, John wants Final Fantasy VI on modern consoles, especially Switch. I don't care if it ever comes to Switch anymore. This is, this is, this is the way to play it. This is the way to play any Super Nintendo game. Um, if, you, if you can somehow... I fucking hope uh, this, is, this was not the last run of uh of the super nt because i'm telling you right now like this is the way to play super nintendo games um we talk a lot especially me about games conservation right like like you know as things go digital more of the more and more of these games are going to get lost to time right like look at what look at what almost happened with sony and you know they almost shut down the ps3 and vita stores um this is how these consoles this is how these games are going to live on and i i hope that people build on what analog is doing uh, like i would love to see an analog console for like the n64 or the or the playstation or the playstation 2 or you know the the saturn like you know it, it's so important i can't wait to show my kid when he gets here tomorrow um because it get, get like it is literally all i want to play right now our games on my super nt it's that fucking beautiful like it's unbelievable how good it looks and brad and chat <clears throat> Brad and Chat knows. I mean, he's he's had one since launch day, since it launched, and he loves it. Like it's y- you you really can't you really can't appreciate it until you actually see it in person. Like it is like it is that fucking crisp. It is oh god, it's so fucking good. Oh, I, I love it. I just I'm oh, I'm so fucking over the moon. Like I'm so happy right now. That I'm getting to play, like like seeing Final Fantasy VI, my favorite game of all time. I've played it annually ever since 1995. Um, like to see it in 1080p is just like, I, like I cannot begin to describe to you just how fucking incredible a feeling it was. It is all I've been playing. Um, I'm not going to play anything else until I re- until I'm done with my Final Fantasy VI playthrough. Which the way I play it, I'll be done by Monday. <laughs> but you know, I'm, but but yeah, oh, it's so fucking good. And that's that is literally so. Brad made a really good a really good point in chat. He said the only way I can describe Super NT is that games look like Nintendo Power Magazine quality. That is the perfect. It, it, I agreed, Justin. That is the perfect description. That is exactly yeah, how they look. Because back in those days, like all the magazine assets were way higher resolution than the actual <laughs> systems were just because right. of the way pr- print magazines work you couldn't actually put like a native resolution um screen on there because it would look horrible yep so yeah they yeah. all had to be rendered at a much higher resolution and i i i hope like I, I i hope we see this done for other consoles as well because the results are and now like i i kept my analog pocket pre-order and now i am 
that much more excited for it because if these Super Nintendo games look that fucking good on the Super NT in the analog pocket is, uh, according to their website, has 10 times the resolution of a Game Boy Advance. Motherfucker. Like, holy shit. I can't fucking <laughs> wait. Like, that's... Yeah, got, oh, my God. Yeah, I got one pre-ordered... Uh, analog Pocket pre-ordered as well. I'm super excited. Did you get the white one or the black one? I got the white one. Okay. See, see, I got, see, I got the black one. I was, I'm afraid of, like, smudges and dirt, right? Like, although the white one looks like a really high-end Apple product, which is what I like about it. Because, I mean, you know, say what you want about Apple, but their shit looks clean as hell. Yeah, I've been, yeah, and uh, ever since I got the pre-order, I've been trying to uh, go back to, like, I've been going, like, uh, looking at retro shops and stuff like that, trying to get uh, all the must-have GBA games for when, uh, that, like, aren't uh, on, like, Wii U Virtual Console or anything like that, uh, for when the Analog Pocket comes out, like, you know, Final Fantasy, like, 1 through 6, more or less, and all that stuff. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I've got a huge tin of uh, Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color games uh, right here on my desk, ready to roll. Um, oh, it's going to be so fucking good. What a, it's going to be a pretty incredible year for games, period. Uh, but Justin, what yes. are you? What are you playing right now? So I've actually been replaying a bunch <laughs> of stuff. Um, hasn't been too much new um, that I've been uh, working on. I've been I've been occasionally playing Monster Hunter Rise when I get some downtime at work um on my switch but that's my man um, that's my man right there i haven't i haven't been like as like when world came out i went i went nuts on world when it came out but like rise has been like a more laid back chill um kind of thing that i pop in and out of um which has been really fun and i i've been enjoying that but i've been replaying a bunch of games um because a bunch of games that i really love have gotten um updates to run at 60 fps on ps5 and I haven't played them like that before. So um, I replayed the 2016 Ratchet and Clank, um, which with the update, you could tell me it was a PS5 game and I would believe you. I mean, that dude, game so looks I saw incredible. it running on the PS5. Like, dude, you could tell me that was a Pixar film and I would believe you. Like, like it, oh, it, I had a blast with that replay. Um, it, it like that 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 game is awesome it got me super super excited for rift apart coming in just like a month and a half or so now is it that close already holy yeah shit. it's like june 11th oh my god this year is fucking flying by i, I know guess, um yeah, oh my god jesus like it feels like we've been through oh my god it's already that fucking time jesus i just realized e3 April, is like dude. a fucking month and a half away fuck yeah, man so, so i had a i had a lot of fun with that um I I'm working on Jedi Fallen Order right now, which that game still has some like stuttery issues that it didn't have before. But overall, it runs a lot better. I bounced off of that game. Um, oh, I, I see. I'm I'm really having a lot of fun with it this time. But like performance on the last gen consoles was not good. That's at one all. of the reasons I bounced and it, off it. Really, it really really held the game back. Um, so I'm enjoying playing that a lot. Um. But I also uh, did a full replay of Crisis, uh, Crisis Remastered, um, which is actually really neat because they did a few things um, with that remaster that I don't think anybody was expecting. Um, one, uh, they made it so you can play at 60 FPS on the new consoles, which is great, um, which if, if you're familiar with Crisis, even doing that on a high-end PC with the original release is not even... Still, yeah, I saw you talking about this on Twitter, coding. actually, if I remember correctly. Um, but they also like added an option for like classic 
um, suit control. And the way the suit powers in that game work, it like the remaster is based off of the 360 and PS3 port, which streamlined um, uh, they streamlined uh, like how the um, how the powers worked. So it was like uh, you know, armor mode was on your left um, left like L1. Uh, and cloak was on R1, and then speed was just automatically triggered when you sprinted, and strength was automatically triggered when you like held down like the melee button. So, um, uh, they actually changed it so now you can hold down a button and it brings up a menu, and then you can just flick the, the stick in one direction so you can actually activate speed and strength mode and kind of have the more, um, the more like fine grained control over the suit powers. Um, like the original PC release. And they also added it back in Ascension, which is a level that was cut for performance reasons when it was ported to 360 and PS3. Um, and they added that back in. Uh, it was originally not there at launch. So I got to play through the whole game again. Much better experience than when I originally played it on my terrible, terrible computer in um, <laughs> back in 2007. So that was a cool game to um, revisit. That ascension level should have stayed gone because it is horrible to play, and I, people were very upset it got cut. But holy crap, is the game better without it? Um, like I still think two is my favorite in the Crisis series, um, but I really like what three, what the original was trying to do. Um, there's still stuff in that game that even the other Crisis games haven't attempted, and a lot of games haven't attempted with you know being able to like you know, approach objectives from so many different angles and with so many different um, abilities and stuff like that. It was, like, when that game lets you go wild with the abilities and just lets you go free in a space, there is nothing else like Crisis. Um, so that was really cool to revisit. I, so, like, I, I've only played Crisis once. Cri I, I played Crisis 3 once, like, years and years ago. Three is my least favorite. I played it for like thirty minutes. I played. I played it for like thirty minutes. I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> I, I, I turned it off. But that's <laughs> also not. Your... What's that? Sorry, go ahead. No, CJ, no, please. I want to talk about it. so that remaster you're playing. I reviewed it on. I reviewed it on Switch when it came out because that was like the big thing. I remember when was it back in August, last August? Yeah, last August. Oh. It was for like yeah. Oh, and I remember one of the points. I remember thinking playing. It's like, why the fuck did they bring Crisis to the least most like least powerful hardware first before um, dropping it on PS4 or um, Xbox One? And I remember thinking it was cool because I, I I sort of understood. Okay, like this is where most of my favorite open-ended shooters kind of got their start, right? Yeah. Um, Crytek essentially invented like they created Far Cry, so all the stuff you see in Far Cry now is back in Crisis, back in Far Cry, the, the original. Far yeah, Cry. and Crisis predates Far Cry Two. Like it came out the year before yes. Far Cry Two. Holy like, shit! Does it really? Yeah, dude. Comparing Crisis to any other games that came out around that time is ridiculous. It like, came out the same year as Halo 3 and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's debatably, like, what, two of the most influential console yeah. shooters ever. And then yeah. Crisis came in, this big, beefy, PC-only game that's like, man, fuck your, your uh, computer if you can't run this shit. <laughs> um, you know? <laughs> but I never playing it on... I, I played it on Switch Lite. I thought it was solid, but man, the fucking triggers do not work in its favor. If you if you have, if you have want to Switch Lite, those triggers are horrendous. Um... Yeah, and, not, but I remember like thinking it, it's like the this is arguably the best and most impressive looking game I've played on Switch, and that's about it. 
because I did not like the rest of it either. (laughs) (laughs) CJ, as long as you're going, man, what have you been playing? I've been playing. um, Okay. So I haven't been playing many video games outside of review, but I'm going to talk about two today. Um, First up, I never like admitting I'm wrong. I'm not going to do that now because I'm not wrong about something. Um, uh, One of the... the two of the times you guys have had me on before I was a, I was a, a member of the show, we talked about, um, you know, the controversies of a little indie game called Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I also preach a lot about how important supporting local libraries are. So I went ahead and picked up a copy at my library. Oh, look at you. Um, look at that. I didn't buy this game because fuck CD Projekt Red. <laughs> um, <laughs> everything I complained, everything I complained about, the racism, the transphobia, um, it's all still in there. I'm not gonna fucking deny that. <laughs> you know, already <laughs> a few minutes we're hit. We're hit with the um. We're hit with the pendejos and the um the chicas and the all this like random Spanish words inserted into sentences that don't need to be inserted. My favorite thing that I I love it when white people write shit like that. Um, it's like oh these are these these are th- these are Latino gangsters. We need to put the word puta in there like a billion um, times. Oh my god, it's it's horrible. And I'm, I'm thinking yeah like man. I live in a bilingual household. No one talks like that. Um, there's a sick ass reggaeton song that plays in a in the in, in an opening uh, cutscene though, and I love it. But anyway, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I put in about four to five hours so far. Um, I decided, all right, it's probably not going to like run well. So I, I took all the precautions. I installed it directly on into my playstation 5 not on a hard drive just to like avoid any like issues like uh, loading and anything um i was gonna ask if you like didn't patch it and just played the dip the one point of disc version i should have right like like seeing like dicks flopping around and and i'm half tempted i'm half tempted to pick up a disc version just so at some point i could play the 1.0 version i really Go still ahead, the CJ. only way you can play, right? The disc version is still the only way you can yeah, play on PlayStation, yeah. right? It, it yep. is not available on the PlayStation Network still. So, after how many months? Four or five months? <laughs> this no, game so, is such a shit show. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It's still a shit show, but in in in, in all the other ways, like in all the, like, the moral ways, because it's still a fucking racist pile of trash. My God. But... <laughs> But putting that aside, I mean, again, I'm clearly the the best representative on on uh, how or what should oppress me. It is a decent first person RPG. It looks fine. Like I think they fixed up a lot of things. Clearly, like it it looks on par with like PS4 um, games, right? Not quite as detailed, not quite as like ample, right? Um, the thing is, this is the same console that ran Red Dead Two and The Witcher Three. It shouldn't have had a problem running right. Cyberpunk twenty twenty seven. So seeing the streets like empty, it's like eh, okay, you know, closed clip. Um, there's some slight little glitches here and there. I'm playing it with HDR on, and I haven't had any like frame rate dips or anything, which I I'm surprised by, especially in like you know the com- like a lot of combat scenarios. The things I do like, you know, it's it's gorgeous. You guys remember Blade Runner when Deckard walks out to get like noodles? Oh God, I um, remember every frame of that movie, dude. They 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 essentially made a video game about that one scene, and I love it. It's gorgeous. It looks beautiful on a 4K TV. Um, the music is great because they got all these artists um, to collaborate. Um, you know, the in-game radio stations are. It, it's really. It, I don't know. I I can't describe it. It's like there's a lot of they, really good good music bands oh my god you know run run the jewels grimes 
Um, they, didn't, they fucking... didn't uh refused like refused, record a bunch of new tracks. Um, health. Um, oh my god, and you know the actual combat, which was what I was worried about the most, because like I knew it's I know it's an RPG and not a first person shooter. I don't like a lot of RPGs. I, I like shooters, but it plays surprisingly well. Um, I, I don't know. It, it, it's weird because like I, I um, fully expecting this thing to be a mess, and it is in some in some ways. But I think I'm gonna stick with it. It's a solid game. A lot of the writing is really solid. Um, depending on how you know how like the dialogue you, uh, choices you you kind of pick. Um, I I don't know. It, it's it's such a weird thing, you know, going back and, and remembering all the comments I made <laughs> about this game. Um, like I said, I don't like admitting that I'm wrong because I'm not. <laughs> but um, I, I'm gonna stick with it. Um, also, it came with these stickers, and I'm gonna take them. And this is probably like an admittance to a crime because it's government property, <laughs> but I don't care. Um, I got it from a library. Um, anyway, and the other game I'm playing that I, I I got for review, and I've been dying to talk about on the show, but I haven't had a chance because either I've been on or we haven't had time, is um probably my game of the year so far, and that's uh, EA and Hazelights. It takes two. For those who don't know, I don't know if um, it I is. I want to play this so bad. I want to play it so bad. I just I submitted my my first draft of my review last night. I've never been that excited to write something, and it is this co-op uh, platformer from Hazelight. Um, you know Jose Ferris. If I hope they pronounce it right, his studio, and it's this co-op platformer. It's only in co-op. You can only play it in co-op. It's always presented in the split screen view, no matter how you do it, whether it's online or in, in, in person. And you play as this um, couple who is like going through a divorce and they find themselves turning, they turn into these toys and they have to like work their way, not only, you know, turn back but to try to save their marriage. Um, I love platformers. I really do. I, I'd like, it's my, probably my fa- favorite genre regard 2D, 3D. Um, and, but uh, you know, admittedly, a lot of mascot platformers like kind of fail when it comes to story, right? Um, you know, we'll all play Mario game, but with, you know, there's nothing of no in its narrative. How dare you? Um, you know, sorry, I didn't mean to offend the, uh, the, the most dedicated to the Mario lore. Um, listen, the listen this is lore. a Mario lore podcast now. <laughs> We're gonna get you up to, up to speed, CJ. <laughs> um, I fucking love Mario, all right? Um, but I, so this one, you know, what it does is. It, 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 it the gameplay really intertwines with the story in, in a way where most games don't right like every action that you have that you perform fits into a larger narrative and i i love it the writing is great the actual moment-to-moment gameplay is great i played it all with christine um because i got sent two codes over since it was, it's co-op only um and you know, her in the five years we've been together her and i have never played a game together because we have like varying different interests um in, in the types of games we play like she'll never fucking play a fighting game or she'll never play like a fucking like she'll never play tony hawk with me um but her and i we we played through this entire thing and it it became like a ritual every night to you know get through like at least an hour or two of this um and it it it, it that to me like means more than anything else i'll play this year there probably maybe there'll be a better game this year, but the fact that I was able to play this and share this with someone I love, undoubtedly, like it turns it up to like what, like a ten out of ten. Dude, that's awesome. Oh. I should I, I should stream this I, with Vicky. I love Hazelight's games. I love Ferris's games. Like no one takes on co-op design in the way that they do, 
Um, and it's it's all really unique and really fresh. Um, but I haven't played It Takes You Two yet. Um, I recommend so it. I, I again, like we all these big budget AAA games, um, you know, do these things where it's like, stop over here and look at this Vista. Yeah, it's nice. It Takes Two does it. It's genuinely like unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, and I, it, it's still like fresh in my head. Like I can name like 15 different elements they introduced to me. Um, and I still wouldn't scratch the surface of what this game has to offer. John, you should stream with Vicky. I think that would be a fun time. Yeah. I, 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 I recommend it. I, that's I, a really I good idea. It. Awesome. That's, no, that's it. dude, you actually just sold me on it. Um, I think, I think Vicky, Vicky, I'll try to set up a stream with Vicky. Hopefully next week, even maybe. Um, and Cam, dude, what are you playing right now, man? Tell me about tell me about which JRPG you're playing right now because I'm the audience <laughs> for that. Yeah. Uh. Well. So just to uh get to the uh to, to the good stuff. Um. I'm currently streaming through like the Ratchet and Clank series for the first time because I never played any of them. Oh. Uh, so I currently am on Up Your Arsenal. Uh, oh which yeah. Is really fucking good. Really fucking good. Uh, I'm trying to actually try and I'm trying to finish it because I didn't uh because I. I didn't get a time. I normally stream like throughout the week, but I, I, my wedding is in two weeks. So I like, I've uh, been doing a lot of wedding stuff. Uh, so today uh, I'm trying to finish up your arsenal so I can start a new replicant. Cause that's my next stream game. Um, but off stream, I am uh, playing through persona three ah. for the first time. And it's uh, destruction. it's, um, it's, it's interesting. Uh, Cause I've, I've played, like I've played five, I've played five Royal. Um, I played most of Four Golden. I unfortunately didn't get to finish it. Um, and but I played like the vast, like I played like eighty percent of it of, of Four Golden. I would say. Um, I mean, these games are long as it, fuck, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. So the reason why I did it was because like I played it when I was in college, and so I had a Vita at the time. And I, I have a Vita now too, but I, I basically like because I'm in college and I'm poor. I was like, uh, I tried to beat for golden and i was like uh because i wanted to trade in my vita to get the xbox one x when it came out um because that i was just like i i need money and like so i just you know um which in hindsight i don't regret per se but like um it still sucked because i couldn't finish persona 4 golden in time as uh, with being in college um but anyway so but persona 3 like um i think that's cool what's cool about each like three four golden and um and five royals that there's like something in each game that i particularly like more than the rest of the games um like in three i really like how they do the dungeon crawling because like yeah. all your party members are out with you it's not just like you and then when you go into battle the whole party's there so basically you can say if you're getting to a point where you're grinding through a dungeon and you're like basically easing your way through each battle you can tell your party to split up and then they split and go their own ways and like to find like treasures and things like that, like the 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 stairs to the next floor. They'll be like, "Hey, I found the stairs. Do you want to go up to the next floor automatically?" Um, things like that. Um, that I really really uh, enjoy. And also um, in Persona Three, your the main protagonist uh, can use any weapon. It doesn't have to. They're right. not assigned That's to right. a specific weapon, which is really really cool. Um, so you can kind of choose what you want to do there uh you know music's good uh, i mean music's obviously good i'd probably say it's my least favorite of the three games I, I, four golden is i think is still my favorite soundtrack um it's it's really really good uh my my main gripes right now is that like i'm not finding really any of the main characters that interesting 
Um, and I'm current. I currently just finished the third block of Tartarus. Um, that's also something worth mentioning for those that aren't familiar with Persona. Is that in Persona Three, um, it isn't like different dungeons that you go to. It's literally like a giant tower that you that you go up. Yeah. Um, which happens to be your high school at like during the dark hours. It's always your high. It's almost always your high school in some form. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Um. And so. It's um yeah the characters none of n- no one's really really grabbing me um that much there hasn't been a whole lot of character development so far which is kind of crazy for me when I've already done three blocks of Tartarus it's like I'm about I'm about to hit like 25 hours into the game um but the story itself is starting to like pique my pique my interest where like these characters are being introduced I'm like okay what are these characters who are these characters and what are they doing and things like that there's definitely starting to be like a level of tension for sure um so my goal is to finish persona 3 before shimigami tensei 3 comes out later next month uh so that's that's like i've kind of turned nocturnal over the past like few months where i've just been playing video games overnight and then sleeping till like noon <laughs> i remember those so, days um yeah so i'm gonna so i'll probably be uh doing a little bit of that tonight as well but i'm i'm, I'm enjoying it so far again like i think i think each persona game at least like from three to five have something specifically that they do that's like stronger than another another title yeah i i know um, i agree so. with you i i think that that like you know i think i think you and i would both agree that p4g is probably it one of if not the apex of the of the franchise um I so, yeah. but i also feel like the 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 dungeon design there is also some of the weakest that the franchise has to offer because it's essentially just hallways that you're going through um in, in yeah, p4g yeah, i mean like and, three is the same way um it's, it's one of those things like i like pre- i actually prefer the like uh the generated uh dungeons more than just like a set like kind of like how the palaces are in persona 5 i love the palaces um, though well I, I think the palaces are great but it's just i don't know uh just sometimes like the objectives of what i'm doing in the palace i'm just like uh, i don't really want to do this i don't want to yeah. do that like you know like 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 the casino is like the co- like one of the coolest palaces from an aesthetic point of view but like what you're actually doing in the casino it's a pain in the ass it's boring yeah it's like yeah you know um so it's just kind of like one of those mixed bags um yeah no that dude so no i I, i'm so glad you're playing through persona 3 it's uh, that's a you're playing on psp i imagine um ps3 a ps3 oh you're playing on a ps3 interesting okay yeah well yeah, because the thing is, is like I've wanted to play Persona Three for like at least two years, and I like could have done it because it's my friend's PS3, and you know he lives like right down the street. I just call him up, like he doesn't really use it, but he's not willing to sell it to me because he sucks. No, but, <laughs> but I, I'm telling, I, like I told him, I was like, if you sell this PS3, I don't care if we're living in different cities, I don't care where we're at in life, you sell me that PS3, it's mine, it's mine. <laughs> that's um, that's fantastic. Have more stuff. I have more stuff on 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 the PS3 than he does, like you know what I mean. So, uh, but yeah, and I was just like, you know what? I think I think Persona Three is go- is going to get ported uh, to at least PC sometime <laughs> soon, like this year or next year, uh, especially with the success of P4G on uh, PC. Uh, but I know, like, but I know that I'm going to play through Persona Three at least twice because there's a female protagonist. So I'm like, all right. I'll play it now while I can the one, you know, the, the one time through with to get the full experience with the male protagonist and then just hope that the PC version or whatever port that eventually happens will 
basically be the best of both worlds of FES and P3P, where it's like, okay, you get to play as the female character, you get the cutscenes, which you don't get in P3P. Excuse me, you get the actual uh, like world map and things like that, where you can actually walk around and it's not like point and click more or less. And then you get the the answer, which is like the epilogue uh, p- part of the game after you beat the the base game. All of that will be bundled together in like one single experience. Um, so I'm hoping that's what it is for the PC or for uh, for the eventual port. But if not, I do have P3P on my Vita, and I'll play it that way. That's a great so, version. That's a fantastic yeah. version of the game. And I yeah. still can't believe we don't have P4G on modern consoles, like with the exception of PC. Like that, that's just a crime. Yeah. Like I, I thought for sure was... after they ported to PC, it would come to other systems. That's what I thought too. After. Like but I would think no. I would think at the very least it would be like a digital only port for PlayStation specifically. Like I, even if it was that, yeah. like I would take it. Like Atlas makes the weirdest porting decisions. Like just the strict. Like no, yeah. Imagine what Persona Five Royal would sell like on the Switch, for example, right? Like like or P4G on every modern console. Like I mean, there's money on the table and it's theirs to grab. They're just 100%. they're just leaving it. I just I just don't get it. That's that's that those are some porting choices I just don't understand. Um, yeah, I agree. But we got some other uh, we got some other stuff to get into tonight, and uh, so we got a bunch of Sony stuff to talk about. Um, and the the thing that I'm most interested in uh, in regards to the uh, to the Sony stuff is uh, well one <laughs> so and we we didn't get to touch on this last week uh, but they have rescinded uh their their uh, their takedown of the uh PS3 and Vita storefronts. So the PSP stuff is still going is still going down, which honestly that makes like that makes sense. Like I mean it's Well, can also also can't you like download PSP stuff to a PS3 and then you, transfer it? You can. Stuff? Yeah. So yeah. so yeah. So I, that one you, you know whatever, but the PS3 and the PS Vita stuff were were pretty egregious. Like for example, like you know, a cam, you got me thinking about uh, PS3 now because that is the only way I have of playing one of my favorite horror games of all time, uh, Fatal Frame Two: Crimson Butterfly. Um, you know that's that's the only means I have of playing that game. Um, you know, and if I were to recommend that game to somebody, like with like you know, unless they have a PlayStation Three, like you know, the their only other alternative is to track down a used copy, which is extremely hard to do, and then track down a PlayStation Two and then find a television to play it on. Um, and you know there were going to be so many PS Vita games, or not not just PS Vita games, but like classic PlayStation games that were easily accessible in the Vita that oh, would have been 100%. lost to the either. Um, you know, and and I get that they say you know well you okay you still could have you still could have downloaded those games had you already bought them, but what if you hadn't? You know, like like what if you were like you know what. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 21 years old. These games were before my time. I want to go back and experience them. Oh wait, there's no easy way for me to do that anymore because uh, so, situation exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, that's exactly what CJ's. Uh, you know, yeah, and and you know, it goes back. And you know, this was actually on my mind while I was playing my my Super NT uh, today. Um, you know, I was thinking about that, and I was like, you know. This is the first time in, and I say that I've played Final Fantasy VI annually since 1995, and that's true, but I have not played the Super Nintendo cart version of this game in, I want to say, like, 17, 18 fucking years. Like, maybe 20 years. It's, it's, it's been 
it, you know, it's been emulators mostly. Um, because the game is extreme, like, you know, like there's no easy, uh, there's no easy way to play this game. And even now, like the, I wouldn't call the super NT an easy way to play the game because they're extremely difficult to get a hold of, but, and you still need cartridges. You too, still need cartridges. Easy to come by. You still need cartridges. And, and, you know, I, I started thinking to myself, you know, as, as much as I don't really need Final Fantasy VI on modern consoles anymore, cause I have this. What about other people who don't have this? Like, you know, eventually that the battery in that cart is going to die. Um, and the cart will be rendered unplayable. Like there are carts that were released during that time period for the Super Nintendo that are unplayable now because the batteries are dead. Um, so that's actually a good transition to another topic we wanted to touch on. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. hold on, hold on. Um, those will eventually die. And when that happens, you know, you're really your only option is either tracking down an old Game Boy uh, Advance cart, which are going to die eventually as well. Or, you know, somehow, you know, they don't make Super Nintendo minis anymore. So you could play pay a scalper's price for that or download the fucking ROM. And, and I know that that's not what the big three Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft want to hear. Um, but look, all three of them. All three of them are are dead set against you know emulators and ROMs, and you know I'm not going to sit here on this podcast and advocate for that, but at the same time, like you're not giving people. I mean, it, it comes to it, it. This is all coming to a point where people are not going to have a choice. They're just yeah. not going to have a choice. Um, so, guys, like put this shit out on the storefronts and charge people for it. Let us give you our money, like. CJ, I'm sure there are a ton of fucking games you have not experienced. When like the 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 only reason I was truly upset that the the PlayStation like the storefronts were, were closing down with all those games is because I never got to play Pac-Man World for PS1. That's was, a, yeah. And I'm like dead and I'm like dead broke. So I can't buy a fucking I, I I can't waste like five bucks on a fucking PS1 game yet. So when I heard that they're fucking gonna close it down, I'm like, oh shit, how can I play fucking Pac-Man? Like Pac-Man World. And I think there and there's some other random ones like I because I, I own like the first Spyro the Dragon on there. I, I don't need it now because I have the remakes, but it's like, um, you know, like Pac-Man World is the main thing. That was the only thing I wanted to play. <laughs> um, and it's only available on uh, you guys laugh. And it's fucking true. No, like, no I, only, I, just, yeah. I, I just say I, I just think it's a silly it, but that's example. Because, but I mean, it's a good example. Because I'm like, oh, hell yeah, an obscure mascot platformer from the 90s. Fuck yeah. But it's like, you know, the fact that it's only on PS... Uh, on the PS3 store sucks. It really sucks. Yeah, that's what I don't get, CJ. That's what I don't get, and that's really where that where where all this is leading for me is the like it costs them like like I do know this. It costs them almost nothing to plop those old PlayStation One games on PSN. It costs them almost they, nothing, and they were how un- much does it cost to like re-rate them via the ESRB? Like but the I publishers that, have to have to re-rate them. They yeah. have to be relisted. How much? Like how much is that? Yeah, it's I, not I don't know what all the I don't know what all the costs are associated the, with. Yeah, it. that's the thing. You know, yeah. So, but but I, here's the, like like make these services a living service. Like let me carry my purchases of these older games across multiple platforms. Like we're in it's fucking 2021. Like this shit. <laughs> this shit like xbox like you xbox know doing it xbox is fucking doing it man 
Like they're fucking doing it, and if Xbox is doing it, play Fusion Frenzy right now. There is wants to. I don't know. Really, there is. If Xbox is doing it, there is no reason Sony and PlayStation should not be doing it. There's just there's zero fucking excuse, and I I just you know, it's so depressing. It like it's just depressing to think that there are games out there right now that are already lost to time. You're just not going to be able to play them, and 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 that is. That is a real fucking shame. Yeah, and man, like so I'm glad I'm glad they reversed that decision, but it's also like a really stark reminder just how just how, you know, fragile the state of some of these older games are, right, Cam? Like I I mean, yeah. it's I mean, if you Yeah, go like, ahead, man. There, there there there's like what four like maybe four or five Tales games, like specifically Tales games that are stuck on the PS3 right now. There's yep. Tales of Graces, there's both the Zillia games, like Heart, uh, I don't know if I pronounced that. Correctly. Hearts R was a Vita Hearts game. That would have been yeah. Hearts on Vita, yeah. That's and that's that's uh, only on Vita still. Yep. Yeah, like it's just it's it's crazy and like uh, you know don't eat, like there's um there's just so many there's just so many like the PS3 specifically I feel like has so many games uh, not even including just like the PS1 class you know all, again like all those PS1 classics that you said like Chrono Cross, uh, fucking Vagrant Story um you know just so many classic jrpgs that like even like i have them all but i haven't gotten to sit down and play them yet um because i didn't grow up with a ps1 um legend of dragoon like you know sudokin 2 they're all like they're all stuck on uh they'll be stuck on that system uh if those if those close down and that's like insane you think about like top 50 jrpgs of all time that are just that would just you literally just named all of the top like like ton like those are all in the top 15 like you like literally all the, non, all the non-nintendo ones basically. <laughs> yeah 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 basically oh yeah exactly so it's um it's crazy and um I'm, I'm glad that they're they're bringing it back and hopefully like this will also be kind of like a message to those the people like that aren't like you know that 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 have those games that aren't sony like you know like square specifically because square has most of those to be like hey uh, we should probably uh, port these before Sony does say like, okay, we gave you the extra time. We are shutting the we are shutting this down because you know this is just they just delayed the inevitable. Like, yeah, still it's going, going to, to happen down at some point. I'm so I'm hoping they at least figure out they at least get PS1, PS2 emulators working for PS5 so that those like those classics can be up. There's I know no PS3, reason not to. I I know PS3 in particular is a huge technological hurdle. Um, we're finally getting to the point where PCs can do it. I'm not sure how difficult it would be to get it on PS5. Because well, um, aren't the PS5 versions of PS2 games like upscaled? Like it's ten, they run at 1080p. They have trophies. They they're, they have they're, they're PS4. They're yeah. They're yeah. PS4 versions of PS2 games. Exactly. So um, I think that that's probably another they, hurdle they got to jump. Yeah. They um they actually did just have a patent recently um again for adding trophies to older titles. So hopefully maybe they're, you know, looking looking into some of that because um I, I think we were talking about this, you know, in our Discord and I think Jeff summed it up really well. We're like it wouldn't be so much of an issue if we could still just play these like on PS5. Yeah. Um it was the fact that, you know, this stuff was just going to become inaccessible entirely. Um and I I think that's more the issue for me is like um you know, I get older stuff needs to not be supported and, you know, maintaining servers is expensive. Um, find a way to make legacy content but, like, yeah, just, just yeah like if i can just carry my purchases forward if i can just have access to stuff that's already on the store on the 
modern system, perfect. Yeah. It it, it like what Cam said specifically, you know, like Square has all this stuff. Listen, all, a, a bunch of these companies re, like are infamous for just you know hastily slapping together compilations. Oh, God, Nintendo yeah. got away with putting three ROMs on a cartridge. I know. And charging $60. I know, man. <laughs> and no, not only charging sixty dollars, but making you buy it before a certain fucking expiration date. Oh, all right. So you don't think Namco could, Namco could do the exact same thing and put Pac-Man <laughs> World in a fucking storefront? No, bro, I don't like, get it. <laughs> I, I just well you, well, you guys know that Square Enix had originally said we're going to do our own subscription service for all of our classic games. They said this like a year ago, right? I'll and, buy into that. And oh, I was yeah. like, fuck yes. And then they were like, oh, wait, and like literally a few months ago. Oh, wait, no, no, we're not going to do that. And it's like, God, come on, guys. Like, this is hopefully that means they negotiated a deal with somebody else who has a subscription. I service hope so, man, because like or that they're or that they're planning to port them. Like, yeah. you know, like imagine what a fi- like a Final Fantasy one through six collection just makes sense. Like, I, I know. I I, I, this, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I, and I know people complain about it, but like I, I sort of appreciate Nintendo's um, online thing where it's like, oh, here's like a subscription service for a bunch of SNES and NES games. Like at least it's something, you know, like something. it's not great, but they, they ported Donkey Kong Country 2 on to a modern console that's all that matters yeah I, I mean you can still <laughs> play <laughs> urban champion let's go <laughs> you know you know i mean <laughs> hell yeah you can play nightshade like i i would i would be a lot we saw, we saw them uh port dragon quest one through three yeah right and and uh the uh and and like if you look at the prices as someone who's like trying to like sort out their ds collection right now four through six all of uh, and nine I'm, they're absurdly expensive oh yeah no dude i went looking for dragon quest uh five uh on ds on ebay dude you're looking at 150 bucks for for a ds copy that easy tra- and like so- i i was gonna say i'm almost done with my 3ds collection and the two that i like might have to just give up and just go digitally on is uh dragon quest seven and eight because like on ebay right now four hundred dollars for like a new copy or like two hundred and fifty dollars yep. for <laughs> a fuck? used yeah for a used copy of dragon quest eight like it's it's insane i've got a copy of seven Those... for you though you do yeah like a physical copy yeah oh hell yeah i'll send it to you S- send me your address dm me dm me your address after the show 100 percent. oh my god yeah. hell yeah let's go but so no go yeah. ahead justin transition let's transition to the other topic that kind of links with this one and then there's still like three or four other cool things to talk about um so uh there there has been identified an issue with the cmos battery (laughs) we're gonna talk about the time bomb (laughs) in the um in the ps4 sony having a good week (laughs) actually no no actually it's good news that this is coming up this week they have finally acknowledged the issue and they said they are looking into to to fixing it which is good because they can ju- they can fix it with a firmware update they can but like it, the fact is just, even so i just love wait like the, the 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 whole thing is like oh oh so by the way okay so you, so you guys can't buy any more games also uh there's an issue that may prevent you from playing any games all right have fun yeah yeah it was the combination of that that was really rough so for the for those of you that aren't familiar with this um so there's this uh, little so battery that just keeps time that's in basically any kind of piece of tech that you have um and usually i mean they last 10 to 20 years this is not an issue that's going to affect most people this is mainly an issue for collectors and preservationists and stuff like that however it was weird in the ps4 
where if you if it died, I mean, these are replaceable. These are things that are usually replaced pretty regularly on old consoles, um, and then they work fine. Um, so, but on PS4, it has to sync with an online server um, to reset the clock and stuff. And then if it doesn't properly sync, you can't access stuff, which is weird. Um, and so, you know, people were worried. It's like, if these are down, and then also, again if these servers are taken down for these checks, it, you'd get locked out of your digital games. Yeah, you would. Um, yes, you would. <laughs> uh, on PS4. And so Sony has officially <laughs> said that they've officially acknowledged the issue um, and they are looking into fixing it. I don't think it's going to be a ridiculously difficult thing to fix. What if they, uh, it's probably pretty simple. What if they Thank, were like, I, what if they were Justin, what if they're like, Oh shit, this is worse than we thought. Like, Oh, everyone to send their PS fives to us. And, uh, somebody actually tested it on months. the PS. Somebody actually tested it on the PS five. And the funny thing is the PS five can play PS four games. Fine. With a replaced CMOS battery, but a PS4 cannot. I've got this metal picture of Jim Ryan doing like a video message on Twitter saying, all right, we got good news. We got bad news. The good news is everybody with a physical, with a, a disc drive in their PS5, you're fine. Don't worry about it. The bad news is. The half of you. Yeah. The, Here's the, the bad news. <laughs> Do you guys. <laughs> is yeah, there no, a GameStop nearby you can trade your system I own in? like like 400 like digital ps4 like games like oh my god can you imagine yeah, the, too. Fact, I, the fact like you know what i'm saying any that any like slight thing can mess that up for me hurts like it, <laughs> it's like honestly i'm pretty thankful that people found this while the ps4 is still being actively supported with firmware updates and stuff and early on in the ps5 life cycle so they can make sure that they fix it like like i said this isn't something that would affect a ton of people but Several years down the line, this could have become a huge issue. So I'm glad that Sony officially acknowledged it. I figured they'd just ignore it. What if what if um, Sony entirely. was like what, what if like Sony PR was like, don't worry about it, guys. This is easily fixable. And everybody who's actually working on the stuff behind the scenes is like, no, it's not. What the fuck are you talking about? Like oh, man, I want like a 2007 <laughs> Sony cocky like answer, like, oh, it's easily fixable. Just buy a PS5. Get a second job, buy a buy a yeah. buy a disk drive for your <laughs> PS5. You'll get that's a second a great job. Engineering. You'll get a second job. Just everything, everything that's been happening with PlayStation recently has like made me more. Uh, it's so weird. More uh, worried about buying just games digitally in general, like on their platform. Because like Nintendo, like with the Switch, I already go all physical because I don't trust Nintendo. Where I can like, I don't trust them at all. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, on the PS4, that's probably like, safe. Yeah. Yeah, like Xbox, I trust them. I still get physical copies of JRPGs on Xbox because they're just, you know, they're JRPGs and I want to make sure I have a physical copy. There you go. And then on PS4 is the same case. Uh, but like with the PS5, I ended up getting, you know, I only have like uh, Demon Souls and Miles Morales. And I got Miles Morales physical just because I got Spider-Man PS4 uh, physical because I got the collector's edition. And I just decided on a whim, like, yeah, let's get Demon Souls. But now with everything that's happened with, with, uh, with uh, Sony, I'm just like, I think I'm going to go all physical on the PS5 for, <laughs> for until they can kind of uh, I can gain my trust it's back. So fucking just, weird. I just counted. I have on hand 15 physical PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games and one physical Switch game. I am fucking raw dogging life right now. You are. Did, I too I have to live dangerously. You know, I, right? 
No, and I mostly get review codes, so it's even worse. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm all I'm all digital on my Switch except for Ring Fit, um, because with a portable system, I just want to be able to have access to all my games with Switch. And just because of the pandemic, I've been all digital on PS5. Um, even though I do I do have a disc drive version of the PS5. Yeah, me too. So, I only use it for movies. Yeah, and I, I haven't even put a disc in mine yet. Um, <laughs> I've got like three. I got like three and a half columns of Switch games right now. Nice. Yeah, I'm yeah, just so. like, <laughs> nope. I don't trust Nintendo. Yeah. Meanwhile, but, I paid sixty dollars for the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening digitally, <laughs> and good luck. Pray for me tonight. <laughs> I mean, great fucking game though. Great fucking great game. game. So, I love that game. So there is a couple brighter spots in this news um i mean honestly i think those are both important things for sony to address um because i think they fit it to a lot of people that have really take um but like like john has been really upset with how sony's been talking about and treating um a lot of its older games and so i think you could say that i'm I'm upset about i'm upset i'm upset about that with multiple Companies. Oh yeah, no, I know, but like it, it's been kind of brought to the forefront with PlayStation. Yeah, it has, and I'm hoping this was kind of a wake up call that hey, there's more behind the scenes that they can do for it. So, or, or maybe like Jim Ryan's I like, think, oh think, shit, maybe people do want to play older games. Holy shit! Hey, yeah, wow. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping, you know, we're kind of kind of see some more stuff of that. But they also announced a couple other small little things that I think are really cool. Um, one, uh, they are now one of the sponsors for a major um in Japanese indie hub called asobu right and um and so like that's awesome to have one of the platform holders involved in sorts in um in those sorts of things uh it really can open up a lot of doors it makes getting dev kits and stuff a lot easier um you know technical help stuff like that that's really cool and you know people have been you know wary about you know sony's investment in i mean japanese games and indie games and this is something just for the Japanese indie community, which I think is great. Um, they also today announced they have a partnership with Firewatch Studios, which um, has a lot of veterans, particularly from Bungie, that worked on Destiny, as well as several other major multiplayer um, franchises to work on a new AAA multiplayer franchise for PlayStation, um, which is good. We know they have, we, we know Sony has. Single player stuff on right. lock at this point. Yeah, they have not had much success with multiplayer. Um, stars, what are you talking about, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> so they were so confident they released it for free on PS Plus. What are you talking about? No success. <laughs> after after almost charging seventy dollars for it. Oh my god. Um, and then also a round of previews for Returnal came out, and they are glowing. They are really good. Well, Housemark does they're good. Really, shit. really positive. Housemark um, makes really good fucking games. I mean, I love Housemark, but I wasn't sure how well this was going to go over as a roguelike. I thought the game looked cool. I expected, you know, there to be some good previews, but I expected them to be more mixed. But well, I, they've I mean, been really positive. All I needed so. to see was like people were like big Metroid vibes, and I'm like, sign me the fuck up. Yeah, I'm there. So like, so I think almost every day this week they kind of got out some kind of. I think it all just kind of comes together um, where we didn't really have a great. I think this is the reason people were getting so stressed out is we didn't really have a great um, concept of where of what Sony's long-term plan was. Like Microsoft has been laying out since even like halfway through last gen what their plan for this generation is going to be. And they're clearly executing on it. And they're clearly keeping that in the news. 
Sony has been very quiet. Um, so there was an interview with Jim Ryan and uh, Herman Hulst where they were saying – Herman Hulst saying, I want to invest in more diverse games and talking about this you know, multiplayer project. He's like, you know, we are going to – and Jim Ryan's like, we're going to have more exclusive games um, in a lot of different genres for PS5 than we ever have before. Like, they're showing they're investing in indies. They're taking these um, criticisms of the stores getting taken down, taking preservationist concerns about the CMOS batteries seriously. Like – I think they finally realized that a lot of these complaints were starting to get big enough and starting to get deep enough in their hardcore fans that they really needed to focus on it and talk more. And I really hope we see that uh, going forward because I think they did a lot to show that they're at least listening um, and they're at least paying attention to what people are saying instead of just kind of closed off um, like a lot of people feared they were. So um yeah it was kind of a cool week uh for them so i'm glad and uh i do want to um uh, i do want to move on to another uh really big piece of news that broke just a couple days ago um and that is jeff kaplan uh after 19 years uh leaving blizzard now of course uh jeff kaplan uh he is the most public face of the overwatch team um you know very well respected very well loved individual um and he posted a letter uh and he said it was truly the honor of a lifetime to have the opportunity to create worlds and heroes for for such a passionate audience i want to express my deep appreciation to everyone at blizzard who supported our games our game teams and our players but i want to say a special thanks to the wonderful game developers that shared in the journey of creation with me so like i said he was there for 19 years Right, so this is a big deal. There's no indication he was a VP of the company. Yeah, like, like people this is... just keep listing him as director of Overwatch, but he was one of Blizzard's VPs. Yeah, like I mean, he was he was high up in the company, um, and it's unclear what this means for Overwatch, right? Uh, because um, we don't expect we don't expect Overwatch two to launch till next year, I think, right? Because they already said that they don't expect it to be in their financials for 2021. Yeah, they already um, said it's not coming this right, year. Right, yeah, it's it's not coming this year. Um, and this, in a weird way, do you guys remember, uh, I can't remember his name, but the but the creative director of Halo, or, or basically the director of Halo Infinite, left the project. Oh, yeah. um, and and this, and, and that is after, you know, Halo Infinite was delayed, CJ, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, so, yeah, it was like, it, it was already, a, yeah, I mean, it's been a mess for like how long? Yeah, like the like, last year. It's I mean that game sounds like a mess right now. And I'm not saying that the same thing is happening with Overwatch, right? But but whenever someone like that leaves right in the middle of the dev cycle, it always raises a big old question mark for me. Um the individual taking his place is Aaron Keller, and he was a founding member of the Overwatch team and he himself is an 18-year Blizzard veteran. So it's not like this guy is you know doesn't know what he's doing. So so Overwatch 2 is probably going to be fine. I'm sure I'm sure the game is is fine. Um but this is this is interesting. Um what does this mean for for Blizzard going forward right now do we think in the short term because we already know that Overwatch 2 isn't launching this year. We know that Diablo 4 isn't launching this year. Um if I remember correctly and anybody on this cast or anybody in the chat who plays World of Warcraft let me know if I'm wrong but the last expansion didn't exactly set the world on fire for for Blizzard. Um in, what do we think is happening there? Um do we have any theories as to why he he chose now of all times to leave? 
Activision. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, Activision I'll, Blizzard is I, same company. Yeah. I'll um I'll be more positive. Um, this industry isn't kind to uh, people who are there long term. Um, as we've seen, regardless of what what side of the aisle you're on, whether you're in in development or in media, um, and you know, there's no consistency, right? Um, everything's changing and uh, a lot of things. So you never really retire when you're working in the games industry. You sort of just leave. Um, I mean, how many in the last couple of years? How many prominent journalists have we seen leave their respective uh many positions yeah. Yeah. after? Many. There. There's been a lot of them. Almost decades. So I don't I don't think this is necessarily him like I I don't I don't I I, I would be positive I don't think it's like an issue with Activision I think it's an issue of him just wanting to change right you 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 want to you need that next step because everything's always changing you know what I'm saying I mean I guess after you've been doing this for almost twenty years uh, exactly the company you know, it's like, I mean you you need a shakeup right I mean what does Blizzard do they have like how many major fran they have like four like four uh, something like that yeah. Like what yeah. Diablo, which is coming, and John, to your point, I think this is Diablo two, isn't that remake coming out this year? It, I believe so. I, oh, I believe they have something. I believe the beta is starting for it relatively soon. Yeah, yeah. No, so it's the, like, the beta's already started. You know, again, this is me trying not to be cynical, which is amazing. But um, <laughs> I, I, I like to think that you know, again, this industry like it brings people dry like crazy, you know, and you when. Occasionally, you want to change things up. You want you want to shake things. Up. You want to see where you can go from here. Um, so I, I think that's what it is. I don't think it has anything to do with Activision. I think he was fine regardless of what Activision's doing. If he's that high up, you get what I'm saying, Justin? Um, yeah. If that, he was in okay, a position, yeah, of, th- th- I mean, that's totally fair. It's just I have seen um, not just with Blizzard, but across all of Activision, they have been losing a lot of talent in the past few. Years. We don't need to talk about Activision um, sins against hey, games. I like Justin. Bobby Kotick's still there though. <laughs> Bobby Kotick um, still I mean, there. They basically, they basically, you know, gutted Sledgehammer Games recently. Um, Vicarious Visions. Vicarious Visions, yeah, like is just um, that they're now doing support for Blizzard and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I think just as a whole, like that entire corporate environment is rough right now for anybody working there. Um, Blizzard, especially, expectations are sky high for these games that they are working on because um overwatch is it's been a couple of years now that it's been criticized for lack of updates um and you know pretty unchanging meta just kind of rehashing old skins and stuff for events um there have been a lot of criticisms of overwatch and that's the um, thing justin is i i actually like as somebody who doesn't play i mean i don't play a lot of overwatch but I, I I haven't heard I haven't heard anything about that game. It, it seems like in I mean, fucking people still forever. Play it, oh no, I'm sure people not play it, but like new. That's what I mean. Yeah, like Overwatch. like there's yeah. really not a whole lot happening on that front. And somebody in chat said something that I want to point out. When you're the public face of a game and the game isn't working out so good, you're going to take some flack. And with the pandemic, it's got to be some break pressure. Um, has Overwatch? And I'll, I'll throw this at Cam. Has you know? Has Overwatch been taking a lot of flack? Like I, oh, you know, like how people are nowadays. We're just like, oh, if it's not being talked about enough, it's a dead game. Like that's basically yeah. like that 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 meme that's going. Oh, Overwatch is a dead game. When There's a mentality, yeah, the mentality yeah, it, of like, yeah, if you're, if very, you're not Fortnite much, update speed, yeah. you're dead. Yeah, yeah, basically, if you're not Fortnite or you're not Warzone, like you just get dead game comments on Twitter. Like same thing with like. Like, look, I saw a post on Fall Guys today. It's like, no, that's not a fucking dead game. 
Um, there's still a shit ton of people that play that Among game. Us is a, is a dead game. Among Us is dead. Yeah, yeah, Among Us is a dead game. Like, I've seen that too. It's just like, um, but anyway, I think that, uh, you know, I play Overwatch. Overwatch is like my main multiplayer game. That is like what I play with, uh, play, um, most when I, when I decide to do something, uh, multiplayer and I'm super excited for Overwatch too. I, um, I think, um, yeah, I mean, it, this is a transition period, right? Like. We get we still have new events. We still get there's still new skins. There's still new con like you know drops when it comes to the uh, the uh, events that happen throughout the year. But yeah, there's no more new heroes because they're working on Overwatch too. Right. Like that, and that part know. makes sense to me, right? It's like, well, why would there be a shitload of new content there? You know, the next fucking chapter launches what less than a year from now, probably. I mean, yeah, yeah. Calm we down, know- guys. Like. We- we already know we're getting at least one new hero when Overwatch 2 drops. There's already going to be a bunch of just general mechanic changes that they're playing that they uh said that they're playing with during BlizzCon this year, um which I'm super excited about. Um you know, the, the like Overwatch 2 is going to be a I think is going to be a full-fledged sequel, like a proper like, you know, um new iteration, but then there but like all your stuff is supposed to be able to tran- uh, like transfer over from the first game, like all your cosmetics and things which is that's the way to do it that's the way to do it now just add cross progression because please like if 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 cross progression was in overwatch i would buy every i would buy overwatch on every single platform that it's on like without question i am very surprised that 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 is not a reality cam yeah like yeah and 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 like kaplan said in the past like oh it's not as easy as it's i'm like like there's fucking Call of Duty Warzone. I mean, Destiny's same doing company it. doing the same one. shit as you. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, there's it... Fortnite. Like you guys have no excuses. You have the money. There's no excuses. Um, so I don't know. Like I always thought that was a bullshit excuse. But it's um, funny because isn't uh isn't Warzone the same exact? It's 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 made by the same company. Yeah, it's Activision. Yeah, it's Activision. Yeah, it's Activision. But, like, but you got yeah. the same infrastructure there. Bro. <laughs> yeah, you got the same resources. Like <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it. it Anyway, but I think his departure is little, is just they're at a point in development now where he's comfortable with leaving and just handing the torch over to to Aaron, who like I assume has been like his second in command like this entire time. Like it's kind of like think uh, like I don't think it's a one for one comparison, but like think about like Final Fantasy VII remake, right? Nomura is no longer going to be the head director; he's going to be the, a creative director. And Hama, Hamaguchi, if I remember correctly, Hamaguchi is yeah. Go- yeah. Hamaguchi is going to be uh, the the lead director now, but Nomura is still going to be there, just not in the same. It's kind of like that, except for you know Kaplan's leaving. It's just like okay, I got everything started for you, like we got every everything set in motion, everything stable. Now you are you have the reins. Like this is kind of like a you know a similar comparison. This uh, yeah. except for Je- Jeff is like completely out of the picture now. Well, so, I mean, who knows? That's that's very fair. I I actually I'm glad you, both you and CJ brought up points you brought up because those make a lot of sense. It's just I have been looking more at like Activision as a whole, more mm-hmm. or less so than Blizzard and specifically like the Overwatch team. Um and I have just seen a lot of big people responsible for a lot of their major franchises and a lot of the best entries in those franchises leaving um in the past couple years um and i think at some point it's gonna hit a point that they can't recover from and i hope it's unlikely (laughs) given that it's activision but i hope they take note and try to figure out what they need to do to 
eat people out. Here's what I hope happens. Here's what I hope to see out of the scenario. Like like Jeff Kaplan is by all accounts a great guy and a a very very talented, uh, very very good at what he does. Um, Justin had mentioned Bruce Straley in chat, and I'm hoping this is not another Bruce Straley situation where you create this incredible run of games like Uncharted 2 and The Last of Us and Uncharted 4, and he was so burned out. I can't blame him. He was so burned out that he just left the industry. He just... Okay, so that kind of goes to what I'm saying. I'm saying, like... Yeah. You, you, you want to just... Get the fuck out of here. Be like, like, get the fuck I'm, out. I'm Go done. fucking meditate. I don't, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Devote yeah. your life to something better than games. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, I, uh, no, I, no, no, all I'm saying is that like, Je- like, like Jeff Kaplan is incredibly talented and I feel like, I, I feel like he's, there's still more for him to do. And if he does choose to leave the industry, Godspeed, you know, like get some rest, man. But, but I hope he does stick around. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it's just like, I don't, I don't, when, when it comes to like the status of Overwatch 2, I wouldn't, as someone who like, again, plays quite a bit of Overwatch, I wouldn't be worried um if you're in the chat you're listening you think that overwatch 2 is like bound to fail now that jeff oh, I'm sure, oh it's gonna be fine yeah just, like, it's gonna yeah, be, just, yeah. just don't don't think Come like on. that yeah. like even with the halo infinite thing that you said earlier which i didn't get a comment on uh yet is like they said like, you know the the director did leave but like of like maybe a month or two after they're like hey this game is done we're now polishing like yeah. we are going to be polishing for like six months this game is going to have zero bugs when like basically when this game comes out <laughs> god. So, yeah god yeah is going to be like because we know that phil spencer would be willing to push the game back again if he had to so oh, he but, but regardless would. like this is going to be polished you know um and so it's just it, it's just a similar it's just a similar concept um yeah i think i hope to see jeff back doing something um i don't know particularly what that would be i mean i would love him to do like some sort of big i like i would love to see him like go to like in my opinion like obsidian obsidian would be really cool that would be an if interesting was, like, fit yeah if he was like a like a lead writer or lead director for one of their new rpgs because i like out of western rpgs obsidian's my favorite i know that like a lot of people think bethesda but i prefer obsidian um so that would be really cool you know who knows we'll see but uh again like he's a, he's a legend and like again like overwatch overwatch in my opinion like i think is objectively one of the like top 10 best games of the last generation like i think that it's it's an, it was phenomenal and it, it is i mean it's it, certainly like, got i mean it's certainly and, oozing with more character than almost any other two games combined yeah exactly so uh i think i think things are gonna be perfectly fine and uh we should just uh hope jeff for the best i think yeah that's that yeah that's where i'm at um and there was one more thing that we wanted to tackle tonight and this is the news of a kotor knights of the old republic remake um a a legendary fucking game uh and this and so uh this is apparently being developed by by aspir um and they are basically a port studio uh, they did they did a bunch of uh, recent Star Wars ports, for example, um, which and and so Jason Schreier had had dropped this little detail when he was on the Midmax podcast. Uh, now we'd been hearing rumors about a Kotor uh, remake for some time, um, but 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 it's it's all but assured that it's coming now, um, but it's not being handled internally by EA or Bioware. Um, I as I know he said remake. 
and I know a lot of other people are saying remake. I think it's a little more likely that this is a remaster rather than a full-on remake. Um, because Aspire does uh, ports. Like, like they do almost exclusively ports, and they're great at it. Um, it's CJ. No, no, no. CJ's chomping at the bit. Go ahead, man. Okay, so here's my, my sort of theory. Um, similar to, to the Republic Commando and all the other Star Wars games that got ported, they're going to use that original Xbox version as, like, the base and just port it to other consoles. That's my prediction. Wait, say I that again? Gonna be... Say that again? Oh, okay. So all the, you know, like, um, you know, Asprey's been porting games, right? Right, right. But they're virtually untouched. They're virtually untouched from their original, you know, Pretty like much. the slight bump in the resolution. I think the original Xbox version will be the base that they use, or the iOS version, which I played through, which is amazing. They're gonna at, that'll be the the sort of base that will be used to port it to Switch and PS4. It's already on Xbox. It's already on PC. I don't think they're gonna do anything like extra with that. I I think that's where they're. St- I tend to See, agree I, with you. I I think I think for Kotor they're gonna go a little bit farther. I don't think it's gonna be a full on remake. This I I doubt it's gonna be like a hey we rebuilt the game from the ground up they're not all new assets that. they're not anything do like that. that but like i could see it being kind of like like the mass effect legendary collection where it's like they've got some new textures in there there's some new lighting stuff like that uh cam what about you man where are you at uh yeah i don't, I don't think it's a i don't think it would be a full-on remake either um and the thing is it's just like there's just different kinds of remakes nowadays you know like so like what does that even mean when you when you say yeah there's like the blue right. point the, remake yeah yeah there's and the then final there's... fantasy 7 remake yeah. remake activision's remakes like you know there's the... yeah exactly you know yeah. what i mean so it's just one of those things where like i could see something like similar to like what vicarious visions did with tony hawk as a remake but i don't expect like i wouldn't expect something that's like super ground up like going to change the basis of like what that game is in any shape or form um i also need to like re-clarify that actually bioware is my favorite rpg developer i was thinking like fantasy more or less and i was just like thinking obsidian but anyway yeah so bioware um and uh yeah so i think um i think that uh regardless i'm like i'm cool with either like honestly i kind of would prefer to remaster because i feel like that's one of those games that would be just so hard to get right well i mean it it doesn't need a remake remake. it doesn't need a remake yeah exactly it's the same thing like when people want like blue point to remake metal gear solid i'm like no why yeah i don't want that game yeah i don't want that game to be remade like that game is like like i have my issues with the with the controls but i think that game is like perfect the way it kind of i don't want to remake i I don't know um but if it whatever it is i'm i'm looking forward to it i'll be more hesitant if it is a actual remake and what that's going to look like but if it's a remaster shut up and take my money I am actually I am actually surprised that it has taken this long to get a a call well, you know just just a reprint let's say of of Kotor um because that was an extremely popular game that's been in demand for a very long time um and I I have to wonder if this was finally greenlit to gauge interest in the franchise uh for a for I don't know maybe a a Kotor 3 or or something well, there, there- there were rumors that went out earlier this year that uh that a studio is working on Kotor three, really, and that it's a st- and that it's a studio that we would not expect. Square Enix, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that like what studio it is, but apparently the rumor is is that there is a Kotor three being made, and it's 
from it's probably it's not going to be by, by Bioware or Obsidian. Well, which I John, is, John, wait, uh, it's Square Enix. It's Square Enix, but it's going to be a service game like Avengers. Oh, of course it is. There's your yeah, fucking oh, monkey's uh, paw. There's your fucking monkey's paw. Of course it is. <laughs> I, 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 dude, don't even get me started on Avengers. That was the easiest home run in the history of video games, and they just whiffed so fucking hard on it. Um, but you know, so cam that actually does make sense right like like if you've if you know that kotor 3 is in development kind of like the kind of like the philosophy of releasing metroid prime trilogy before metroid prime 4 comes out right like you know let's build you we you know you haven't seen this franchise in a while let's let's drum up some interest here are the older games remastered um and then you've got kotor 3 coming out sometime in 2022 um or 2023 probably most likely and speaking of metroid prime trilogy I don't remember who told me this, so don't. I don't want any journalists listening to this podcast to quote me and say like, "Oh, Cameron Hawkins." I don't remember, but like, I I remember being told by someone. And I don't remember who told me this. I'm not bullshitting this. That Nintendo, <laughs> like the the Metroid Prime trilogy, like re, like Switch port is ready. Oh, dude, it's been done for years. It. It's yeah, been done for it, years. It's ready, and they're sitting on it. So well, this is this has never been talked about on this show. Never, before. not at all. <laughs> not, I know Metroid Prime. I know that John is all about Metroid Prime. Like I know, like I know that he wants the trilogy to be ported. I just didn't know if he knew that, like it legitimately. Oh, oh like, no, it is. is it's, John, it, no, John doesn't want it. He he's he's like certain. <laughs> no, it is. No, like, like like it's 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 been. He has on asserted sh- many times that it was going to be announced without a doubt. So uh, so so the day. thing about Metroid Prime trilogy uh, is past, that like, the reason years. we haven't seen that yet is because <laughs> Metroid Prime Four was delayed until fucking God knows when. Um, whatever who knows john's uncle works in nintendo That's who knows, knows when that fucking game is coming out but but yeah. it's but it wasn't john that told me it was someone else they're just like i know a guy and they said this and i was just like oh i believe it okay that no, guy it's... he knew was john no it's <laughs> no it's it's real like it's 100 percent. like that game has been done for ready to go for a couple of years now and it's just literally but but that's the thing is like and this isn't just a nintendo thing like there are so many games that are finished and just sitting on shelves <laughs> like I like, hope that I hope that Fire Emblem uh, remaster that got rumored. I like heard last about week that rumor. Ends up being real. I heard about that rumor. I will cry. I will cry. I heard about <laughs> that. There's got to be something Fire Emblem coming this year, like some kind of announcement. It, at least. Like maybe not Radiance game, or Radiant but, Dawn. That needs to be next. Like I don't that, want a new Fire Emblem. Uh, dude, I'll I take want, the fucking I want the games ported on Switch. I'll take Game Boy game. I'll take I'll take Game Boy Advance games ported at this point. Like uh, just just give me more Fire Emblem um but uh but yeah no it's it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be an interesting year for games um you know i you know in in terms of a kotor remake um i mean network or remastered it's i'm sure it's coming now at this point i don't think you're gonna hear like this is a long way off i think like i i don't think this is something we're gonna hear about like say at e3 for example it'll it'll be announced like during like a nintendo direct and it'll be like, oh, coming next week. <laughs> like, something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah. and you can Party download it now of- on the eShop. Yeah, one of those, like, tweet drops that uh, Nintendo does every now and then. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Speaking like how of- they announced paper mario last year that was like, so by the fucking way, this weird is coming out in like but here's a fucking game you wanted <laughs> like here's the fucking game yeah uh speaking of <laughs> games coming out we'll we'll end on this can you guys believe like we, it's two weeks until resident evil 8 i'm so fucking stoked like i i have to wait i have to wait and see if there's spiders in it before i decide to play it <laughs> we, uh, we're so, about to get a bunch of games like near replicant is tomorrow, tomorrow right tomorrow. Uh, and judgment, tomorrow and the judgment uh the judgment remaster. That's right. and the, yeah the judgment remaster returnal next week 
Final Fantasy VIII the week after that. Mass Effect Legendary Collection the week after that. Um, Don't forget, then we got Mario Golf coming out in June. Mario uh, Golf, uh, uh, Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank, the ne- or Neo, the World Ends. Shimigami Tensei 3 in May. Uh, Neo, the World Ends with You, which I'm yep. so fucking stoked about. Then you've got uh, Pokemon Snap games. next week. Uh, fucking. Um, yeah, yeah, new Wait, Pokemon really? Snap. Yeah, that's yeah, next that's Friday, like we- dude. <laughs> Oh, shit, <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. Pokemon yep. Snap is fucking next Friday. Uh, and then more games in July. You've got, um, oh shit, what else is coming out in July? There's There are more, uh, Skyward Sword HD in July. Yep, um, and the Joy-Cons. Yeah, oh, dude, I got those Joy-Cons pre-ordered. They're, Me too. They're I'm, so like, I'm not beautiful. even a big Zelda person. I was just like, I'm I need yeah, those. Jo- I need those. Master Sword Joy-Cons. Yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah, like, um, I'm waiting for Wind Waker. Wind Waker's like the only, outside of Breath of the Wild, Wind Waker's the only 3D Zelda I can play. So I'm, I'm just like, I'm I just love Wind Waker. I am sure oh, Twilight so Princess and Wind Waker will get ported for the 35th yeah, anniversary yeah. of Zelda or something. Yeah, like they'll they'll bring them over, and then you'll have six months to buy them, and then they'll go away forever because that's what that's what Nintendo <laughs> does. Like, yeah, it's oh, I hate it. I hate it so. Oh much. yeah, seven intergrade. Yeah, seven intergrade. Yes, oh, yeah, that's coming out too. Yeah, yeah you, yep, and you, yep, there's yep, a whole yep. new chapter with you. Yeah, no, like it's been it's oh, been kind of a slow start to the year for releases, but that's about to uh, that's, that's about, about to, to speed up for the that's next. That's about to change months. in a big yeah, fucking. And there are more. I, we didn't even hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. We didn't even. Oh, Mass Effect Legendary Trilogy Mass comes Effect, out next ro- month. Wait, that's next week. No, that's no, the next, week next week after. That's a week after uh, Resident Evil. Oh shit! So that's that's only yeah, three May weeks 14th. away. May fourteenth. Oh and shit, also... dude! Cam, Monster Hunter Stories two, July. Like I never played the first one. I heard it's like I like I I, I just didn't it didn't really speak to me. I was just like, oh, it's Monster Hunter about Pokemon. So I just kind of like I don't know. Oh, uh, didn't really. How the fuck could we forget? Great Ace Attorney finally con- uh, finally confirmed. The ports yeah. finally confirmed. Yep. That's and gonna be big, release, which is huge. Yeah, like that's that's and dude, like did you see the the did you see the Switch box art? Oh, it's so oh, yeah, fucking it's gorgeous. gorgeous, dude. Like, did you see the Saga Frontier box art? Yes. The remaster? Yes, it's, I did. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. The game is um, fine. All right. But, yeah, yeah but heard. but the box art I'm, is fucking I'm great. I'm still getting it. I'm like, I've never played this JRPG. Oh, and I'm we've got going more to play fu- it. Before April, aren't we supposed to be getting, like, uh, a big Monster Hunter Rise expansion next week? Like, they said by the end of April, we're getting more content. I think uh, like, I that's the first expansion, but it's like there will be new monsters and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, like, I, I am when, surprised though. if that's going to be next week. I am surprised we have we have not heard anything about that yet. Also on May fourteenth, uh, which is kind of a niche thing, but I'm looking forward to the Famicom Detective Club games. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! Oh that's yeah! Cool. Yeah, those those come out on May fourteenth, as well as um, well, uh, let's see, on World uh, World uh world's end club from the danganronpa devs comes out at the end of may oh, uh shit. biomutant comes out on may 25th you know i totally I know fucking forgot that game exists i know and like I people totally are like did. oh it's gonna be bad because they because they've been taking so long but apparently the studio said no we're just not crunching we're just taking our time with it see that's <laughs> how you do it that's how you do like, it right there all right all right you know what uh, if you so tell me cool. that you can take as long as to, uh, you can take as long as you want yeah. If so. you tell me you're not gonna fucking crack the whip on your employees, then then that's that's great. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um and uh yeah, and then we got E three coming up. Scarlet um, Nexus. Scarlet Nexus comes out in June. Hell yeah. Scarlet oh, Nexus. I'm so Holy excited shit. for Scarlet Nexus. I totally f- oh shit, that's coming out in June. No shit. Um yep. we just learned that Square Enix is gonna have stuff to announce at E three. Uh they're they're supposed to be uh, apparently a big uh, a big reveal coming at E3. I am assuming Cam that's what we'll hear more about Final Fantasy 16. 
um probably oh, yeah. and, and you know what you know what, Cam, it's coming out this year I think it is. Like, I still think it's coming, it's coming out this year. I believe it. I, I think it is too. I, I think that's a Yoshi late. P doesn't, Yoshi P doesn't delay. Shit. <laughs> Yoshi, Yoshi P, P does like, so, so people don't understand this, but for anybody listening, like Yoshi P is the director of Final Fantasy 14 and he is probably the most efficient director Square Enix has. Like he is, oh, yeah. he is known for efficiency and punctuality. Like, I and, do not think that game is coming out I do. this year. I, I think it is. I don't think, I don't think it'll be, it's like super far off, like typical, Square Enix so, things, but I just I can't. Twenty twenty two. I mean, that, I, can't, I can't. I can't blame you for thinking that because right. literally they said it like in a magazine, like in an interview, like oh it's coming out next year, but they didn't say like any sort of window or anything like that. Just so like honestly, like if it does not come out this year, I I would I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise but me knowing that Yoshi P is directly involved yeah. with that game and how he works his stuff with Final Fantasy fourteen. Granny's he's not the director, but. Still, it's just to the point where I'm just like, I feel like they would not have said that unless they knew it was going to happen. Also, we also like this is like so. Final Fantasy 15 was announced before it was even real. Like it was in pre-development when that yeah. game was announced. This game has been in development for apparently four or five years at this point. So yeah. So I mean, it, they've been working on it for a while. So I, I think this is going to come sooner rather than later. Like if it like like Cam said, Justin and, and CJ, I agree. Like like if it did get if it doesn't come out in 2021 I, I also would not be surprised but i don't think it's much later than like early to mid 2022 at the latest um i just i, I don't see this coming out like I, yeah i doubt this is gonna be a, a 15 situation or a yeah, seven situation I agree. right like i doubt i doubt it yeah because i don't think they can afford to have this be a 15 or a seven situation with yeah. final fantasy 16 yeah no it, it i i do not i do not expect it to be like like super far past like the middle of next year i just i mean honestly with most things i just don't feel confident saying they're definitely releasing this right. year unless yeah. it's like a sports game or call of duty right I um agree. you know you know what else so, i think i cam i think it's time for a final fantasy 13 trilogy collection you're damn right i think it's <laughs> i think right. I, I i think it's time man like i'm surprised that we have not seen this yet it's so many final fantasy games that are played that i would love modern consoles i know yeah cj i'm there's so many final fantasy games i have played that i would love to play on modern consoles so i'm i am right there with you man super Um, rpg on that snes online service i i cannot believe so so that's we'll end on this i cannot believe that super mario rpg chrono trigger and final fantasy 6 are not on the nintendo online server like that just that literally confuses the shit out of me and earthbound considering all considering earthbound and Final Fantasy VI especially are on the the SNES Mini, and they are not on SNES like Nintendo Online. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I think like, Earthbound will definitely come. I think we'll see Earthbound before any of those. Other I don't games. know, man. Like, like once they they're scraping the bottom of the Super Nintendo barrel now, and once they start doing that, that generally means they don't have any other big releases coming. But but Cam, there have been those rumors, and I'm sure you've heard them about like a big Nintendo Online service revamp coming this year. Um, I did not hear about this. Yeah, there, there were, there have been a lot of rumors flying around about they're gonna, they're gonna revamp the Nintendo Online service. I mean, I hope they do. Huh. We'll see. Um, I, I just want Game Boy games okay. on there already. Like that's what I want. Like Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. That's, that's, that's I, I think thing. you know what? Do Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games all in one service? You know, like that. That makes Mole sense. Mania there. Yeah. Put Mania. That's it. Yeah, but yeah, there you go. Um, well, we are we are we are past the uh, we are past our uh, our our cutoff time here. Um, <laughs> thank you everybody for for tuning in. This was a great conversation. We had a lot, and we still had topics that that we didn't quite get to. But 
uh, this is all stuff we can cover later. Um, anybody got anything else before uh, before we uh, we sign off of here? Before we get out of here? You know what I'm going to do as soon as we're done? I'm going to go over and turn my Super Nintendo on and start playing Final Fantasy VI again. Shocking. No. Because, shocked. guys, no guys, way. guys. I'm John, so, you like Final Fantasy? I do, actually. And, it, guys, I'm so happy. Like, all jokes aside, I am so happy right now. Like, I just, I'm fucking over the moon. And Yeah, I... I, I'm I'm joking with you, but I know I'm glad you are, dude. That you just found something fun. I know you are, to dude. Chill with, like I, I know you are, man. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, Cam. For anybody on in uh chat who's not following you, uh, where can they find you on Twitter? Because they absolutely should be following you. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Cam Final Mix. I post all my bad video game opinions over there, and uh, uh, I'm currently just doing freelance work. And I, again, I'm getting married in two weeks, so I'm not even hell yeah. That. Um, but uh. I recently released uh, the Hello Neighbor 2 preview over at IGN. You can check that nice. out. Um, and, uh, yeah. That's awesome, dude. D- dude, dude, you're, you're, you're a great human being, and uh, we always love having you on here, man. And uh, there, is one, there is one thing that I wanted to end on um, because it's relevant and it happened this week. <laughs> um, and I, I'll close out with this. Um, uh, the, uh, the conviction of Derek Chauvin on all three of those counts is good. But this is not justice. Uh, this is a this is this is a this is a beginning. This is um, this is a band aid on a wound that is still open. Uh, and until we see real systemic change in this country, we will have no justice. Um, so it, this is something that's been long overdue. This is the bare minimum of 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 what needs to be done. We still have a long way to go, and um. We, I know that I speak for this entire podcast when I say that we express solidarity. Uh, and um, yeah, we're gonna end on that because that's 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 been on my mind quite a bit. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to wanted to get that off my chest. Uh, and anyway, we will end it here. Remember, everybody, we go live every Thursday night at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at official SDGC. We have a Discord. Can we get that nightbot in the Discord? That Discord nightbot in the chat. Uh, we have a night. We have a Discord with over 300 people now. We are growing. We are incredibly kind and accepting community. Um, we pride ourselves on uh, on diversity and inclusiveness and uh, positivity and kindness. So if you if those four things are important to you, hop in that Discord, hang out with us. Uh, the Gaming Central channel, especially, is always incredibly active. There's always somebody there to talk to. Uh, we have all kinds of channels in there. Um, and hey, remember, kindness costs nothing. Take it easy, everybody, and we will see you next week.